What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Listeners, and welcome to Ohio Mysteries. This is your 10-minute mystery edition, a little slice of intrigue in the middle of your week. I'm your co-host, Steve Yoder, and with us as always, our storyteller and journalist, Paula Schleiss. Hi, everybody. After three and a half years, I still tell people we're not anywhere near running out of Ohio Mysteries because the number of unsolved murders in the state alone would keep a weekly podcaster busy for the rest of their life. In Franklin County, for instance, home to the state capital of Columbus, there are more than 700 open cases. Tonight's story is one of them. In 1992, Amy Hooper was 19 years old and excited about spreading her wings. She moved out of her mom's home in Grove City and she and her girlfriend rented a place in the Lincoln Village Apartments on Medfield Way in western Franklin County. The Westland High School graduate was paying her way with a job she loved, working as an assistant manager at the Berman's Leather Store in Westland Mall. The morning of March 9, Amy got an early start. She was at her mom's home by 6.30 to return a car she had borrowed for the weekend. She'd used it to visit her boyfriend, a student at Bowling Green University. And when she returned home, she was sporting a diamond ring on her left hand. She chatted with her mom, Joy Long, as Joy was getting ready for her job as a teacher at Harmon Elementary. Amy mentioned she needed to be at work by noon for a manager's meeting. Then she borrowed her sister's car for the rest of the day. But Amy didn't show up for work. She was so dependable, co-workers were immediately concerned by her absence, and they started calling friends and other co-workers trying to find her. By 3.30, they reached Amy's mom at the school where she worked. They found her number as Amy's emergency contact. 
like Amy's co-workers, Joy knew immediately something was wrong. She called her ex-husband and Amy's father, Hollis Hooper, and the two met at Amy's apartment. It was the first time they had been there. Amy had just moved in a couple of weeks earlier. She had been waiting to get fully unpacked and settled in before inviting her family over. Joy and Hollis didn't bother with Amy's door. She hadn't been answering their repeated phone calls after all. Instead, they went straight to the main office, and Joy waited there while a maintenance man took Amy's father to the apartment and escorted him inside. They discovered Amy in an upstairs room. Someone had bludgeoned and stabbed her, then laid her nude body out on the hardwood floor. Chris Floyd, a Franklin County deputy sheriff who was first on the scene, told the Columbus Dispatch the position of the body was deliberate. She was displayed, he said. It wasn't as if she fell that way. My first thought was, this is to make a statement. If it was, it might not have been the only statement the killer had left, because wrapped loosely around Amy's hands was a medallion. It was made of wood and leather in the shape of a heart, and was painted in the colors of Africa to represent Rastafarian and Black cultures. Amy's sister, Sandy Green, told a WBNS-TV reporter a couple of years ago she was with Amy when she bought the necklace at a reggae festival. The medallion has puzzled investigators. Clearly, the killer had placed it on her hands. Did that mean something? One theory that has developed was that the killer might have killed Amy because she was white and had been known to date men of color. But truthfully, nobody knows. There were no signs of a forced entry, no signs of any struggle in the apartment. Nothing was taken. Amy's new diamond ring was still on her finger. It appeared she had just taken a shower. A pink carry-all that held her makeup was open and ready for use, and her hair dryer was plugged in. The electric blanket on the pull-out sofa she used as a bed was still on. Detectives recovered the knife that was used to stab Amy, but authorities believe it was more likely that blunt force trauma had caused her death. Her skull had been split open with a sharp and heavy object. Deputies searched garbage bins and alleys for the murder weapon, but it was never found. Investigators interviewed old friends, former co-workers, previous flames, and neighborhood sex offenders. Amy's boyfriend and roommate both took lie detector tests. There were no good suspects in her social circle. There were some strange phone calls over the next few weeks with women in the neighborhood saying they'd received threatening messages. Usually it was a man's voice saying something like, remember Amy Hooper? You're going to end up just like that. But they may have simply been prank calls. Franklin County Sheriff's Detective Chuck Clark has been working Amy's cold case for a decade now. It haunts him. Amy had a lot of friends. She partied at a west side bar called Coconuts, 
but she didn't use drugs and she didn't seem to have any enemies, he said. She wasn't causing any trouble for anyone, he said. She hung out, worked hard, and did her job. Clark said it's possible her killer was a stranger, but there's a general belief it was somebody she knew. It was a pretty vicious attack, he said, so it seemed personal. Amy's mom has always believed her daughter was just too trusting and had probably left her front door unlocked, that a stranger took advantage. She couldn't imagine someone who knew Amy would wish her dead. But she knows investigators feel differently. She said, the detective said to me, somebody really hated her. In 2009, Joy Long pulled out memories of her youngest daughter for Holly Zachariah of the Columbus Dispatch. She spread snapshots across the coffee table, Amy on her first bike, wearing her favorite blue alligator sweater in third grade, prom night in that perfectly feathered 80s hair. It was a photo of her in her marching band uniform and one of her in her gymnastics tutu. When Amy was born, her sisters were already eight and nine. That put her in the perfect position to be spoiled. Joy said, the girls played with her like she was a baby doll. On the kitchen wall was a calendar. Even 17 years later, Amy's birthday was marked in November. I still think about her every day, Joy told Holly. She's still a huge part of our family, of our life. There is hope for this case. Investigators have said they have usable DNA. So far, it has only eliminated suspects. The next step is to use genealogical DNA testing. Last year, Clark said the Bureau of Criminal Investigation found something that could help the case, and the new advanced DNA process could finally break it. Clark said he's also confident that others know the name of Amy's killer. Several people knew about this, I'm sure of that, he said. For whatever reason, they haven't come forward, but Amy Hooper deserves justice. Anyone with information about this case can call Crime Stoppers at 614-461-8477. There's a reward of up to $5,000 for information that leads to an arrest or an indictment in the case. And that's it for our 10-minute mystery. We'll see you here Sunday for our next regular full-sized Ohio Mystery episode. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your week. May all of your mysteries have happy endings. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.